Good morning. It is uh, the last Monday of uh, February, February 27th, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1600 hours in Israel. And I just want to welcome everybody to my church. Welcome to my church, feel free to look around, give praise and glory, my spirit will be found. Welcome to my church, I'm here every day, just let me in, hear the words I have to say. Welcome to my church, yeah, welcome to my church. Welcome to my church. Come on, come on. Just believe in me. I'll catch you when you fall. Let peace in me. Yeah, I'll rule your heart. Welcome to my church. For a brand new start. Welcome to my church. Yeah, welcome to my church. When two or more gather in my name When you drink from my well, never thirst again oh, yeah. Welcome to my church Welcome to my church, yeah. Welcome to my 
Classroom doing the Pledge of Allegiance Forces is Paul Jones coming to you live from our studios on Race Road in between Ron's Roost and the Close Steak and Shake. It is now 1605 hours in Israel, and I am talking to one of the just most beautiful women I have ever seen. Braca Getz is coming to us from Israel. How are you? Wonderful. Happy to be here. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Braca is a Harvard-educated author. She's uh, written now 42 children's books. Is that is that correct? Just about, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, to help uh, children's uh, souls shine in a candid memoir for adults about overcoming food addictions joyfully, uh, spiritually, and uh, all that good stuff we're going to talk to her about. And I'm just... So blessed to have you here on uh, Bootleggers Radio and Paul Live. Uh, Raka, what the heck is going on in Israel? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I'm thrilled to be in Israel. Just so thrilled to be in Israel. I'm actually coming back to the States soon this week, and I'm not looking forward to it, really. <laughs> I, I, just, I just love being here. Also, the weather, oh my gosh, it's like in the 70s, it's beautiful, uh, I don't sunny need any of that. I don't need to hear that while I'm looking at Jerry. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Yeah. So now I'll, I'll be uh, frank and honest. I don't know anything about a lot of things, especially other countries and their weather and things like that. But since you brought up the weather, we might as well talk about it. what is the yearly weather? What's the the averages yeah I, we have a rainy season it begins you know it goes by the holidays when the holiday of Sukkot of Sukkot starts that's when the rains come we we start praying for rain in this desert land and that's when the rains begin to come and then we stop pay, playing we stop praying for rain at Passover Pesach time and that's when the rains stop well, that's basically go. How it goes. You guys got a direct connect with the big guy. That's for sure. Right. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Now what, uh, let me, uh, ask you, I just getting a four one one. So everybody knows I've, I've, uh, 
we uh, we met uh, through a, uh, a radio guest uh, website, and uh, uh, you answered the call. I was looking for people to talk about uh, depression and things like that with uh, children, but I think we're going to go into all kinds of other things as well. Um, uh, out of respect for time, probably narrow things down, but I do want to know what what brought you or what took you. Uh, are you originally from the United States then? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then originally, what, yeah. What? Uh, I'm from New York. Oh, I would not have guessed it. <laughs> right, right, right. I know. <laughs> so, uh, what took you uh, from uh, Maryland? Is where you reside now, uh, uh, or Israel? But uh, Maryland is your uh, where your home is. Where, what took you, what called you, when did you start going to Israel? Yeah, and I've got to tell you, even though we have a house in Maryland, Israel is my home. Okay. This is, this is my homeland, and this is where my soul belongs. That's just how it feels. So right. I, I came here, oh, after I graduated from Harvard, I went to medical school for one year. And I had a six-week break between my first and second year of medical school. I came to Israel, and I didn't go back for 10 years. I, I felt that I belonged here. And it, that summer, I really found my roots, my lost heritage, and it nourished my hungry soul. So despite the fact that I was in the middle of medical school, it, it really didn't matter. What was important was nourishing my soul, so I stayed. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, did yeah. you did you ultimately end up finishing uh, medical school in uh, Israel, or did you just uh, go on to other things? Yeah, I went on to other things. I went on to um, meeting my husband after I see. I became religious. I wasn't brought up religious. I I became religious. And then I met my husband, who also became religious. He's from California. And uh, we both started our family here. And we had five of our six children while living in Israel. And then we went back to the States. We lived there for a whole bunch of years. And um, now our children are launched. And 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 just the two of us have come back. And... Um, Although our youngest daughter lives here with her family too. Okay. So, uh, yeah. so you have you have six children, five, uh, one of which lives in Israel. Uh, do the others reside in the states, or are they just all scattered all over the globe? Great question. They're all in the states. Um, they're in Phoenix, Arizona, Houston, Texas, um, Lakewood, New Jersey, and Baltimore, Maryland. Wow! Wow! So all over the place. That's awesome. So. Uh, when did you, when did you begin writing? Because obviously 42 books is a lot of books. Uh, when did you begin writing? What, uh, what called you to, uh, writing books? A, and, and, uh, what, more importantly, what was the catalyst of, of you writing children's specific books? Yeah, well, I wanted to write the books that I wished I had as a child. Oh, okay. Books, books that a child could know from the very beginning of life 
that they are a soul, that they're a spiritual being, and that they need spiritual nourishment in order to thrive in life. I wanted to teach children happiness skills from the very beginning so they wouldn't have to play catch up like most of us later on in life. So that's what I did and that's what I'm still doing. Yeah. Have you, I, you, you, you remind me, uh, uh, well, first off, I'm going to, I'm going to backtrack. So, uh, Brock and I spoke the other day, did like a little pre-interview, but heck, I think we were on the phone close to an hour then too. Um, <laughs> I got, I got to start behaving and not, not, uh, talking in a pre-interview for so long because <laughs> I learned so much, but it is also <laughs> helpful. But um, the one thing that, uh, you said to me, uh, you said you, we, we were talking about children and social media and things like this and how, you know, they, they want to be a star. They want to be famous. They want to be this. And you said you're, if, and I'm going to paraphrase, uh, you said you're trying to help them understand they're already a star. They are already famous. They are already all these things. And I just thought that was so cool. Um, I just thought that was so cool. Explain that. Yeah. You're this is referring to my book, I Want to Be Famous. This book is about a boy. He just wants to be famous. He's like so obsessed with being famous. So many children thinks, think that that's it. Right. Like I thought so too. I thought getting to Harvard was it like I knew all these famous people at Harvard like I thought I have made it to the top but there's really nothing there anyway so you know people want fame they want wealth they want power that's not what brings joy in life but anyway this boy overnight he gets his wish someone takes a YouTube video of him doing something ridiculous he becomes famous overnight like anybody could nowadays you know and then just as soon like he loves it he loves being famous but then he it's gone like somebody else can do it better and he's miserable oh wow. my gosh until he realizes we don't need that spotlight out there. Otherwise, we're always dependent on it. If we could get that spotlight shining from inside of us, then every day will be, his name is Seymour. Every day will be Seymour's day. He could see even more when you really get that message, you get it, that that's how to make your life wonderful. Letting your own soul shine out into this world. You know, that is so, I got, I got chills, man. I got, I, it is so true of, of, it is so true. And especially today. And I, I wish I could, um, I, I am, the focus that you have on children is so important. Sadly, at 58 years old now, we see people that are my age and, uh, you know, I mean, you're probably in your 40s. People that are your <laughs> age, they, hey, stop that. Um, <laughs> you, you know, people in general now feel the same way Seymour did. You know, adults, like everybody seems so lost. They, they're they striving for that, you know, 10 million views or uh, being on Space Flap or Chat Flap and Twitter and Twatter <laughs> and stuff like that. And they don't really understand, and I'll include myself in this. You know, I, I've been in the entertainment business 
uh, most a great deal of my life. And, you know, the one thing that I'm blessed with is it, the money doesn't make a damn bit of difference. It doesn't. Yeah. I mean, it might make it a little nicer uh, sitting in the front of the plane and you get to hit the mountain first, uh, you know, but but outside of that, I've been depressed with money and I've been depressed without money. And it's finding that light inside of you that uh, um, is important. And we don't we don't teach our children that. That's exactly right. Those are the skills we need. These are the most important life skills to teach children. What One of the main things that my books teach is that we're spiritual beings. And what do we need? What nourishes our hungry soul? It's gratitude. Gratitude is what changes everything. So the more you can practice gratitude throughout the day, the more time you're going to spend in joy. Any minute that you're being grateful is a minute you're not being miserable. Right. It's it's really that, that simple. Is, that and, is, that's yeah. that's that's amazing. I'm writing that down because I know. <laughs> that, By the way, yes. Oh, I'm I'm 67 years old now. Get yeah. out! No, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. I'm telling you right now. I if. Have, I don't know if you've heard of a book, uh, and if not, please go to uh, thespiritualpuzzle.com. Uh, <laughs> my buddy Bob Burnett wrote that. Now, I met Bob kind of the same way I, I met you to be a, a guest on the radio station, and he uh, he wrote a book called The Spiritual Puzzle, one, uh, the, uh, the Spiritual Puzzle. And, uh, but he's working on... Um, you know, one problem that we have, and you know that in the United States is, uh, and I don't know how it is anywhere else, but in, in, public, in public schools, they just don't teach anything about faith. They don't teach anything because everybody wants to fight. You know, everybody wants to, they all want to fight about their boxes. This box is right, and that box is right, and this box is right. Well, Bob teaches what you just said. We are spiritual beings period and when we deny it and or suppress it that's what gives the shit show that we're living in today yes we it's a big problem today of um creating a victimhood and creating a sense of entitlement um it it's focused on um promoting a sense of scarcity and a sense of fear. Yeah, I was just going to say fear. Right, when actually, and that's how addictions develop, from a sense of scarcity. I don't have enough pleasure in my life. That's why we develop addictions, because we want the pleasure to keep lasting. That's why overeating is such a big problem. We experience pleasure when we eat, and so we overeat because we feel there's not enough pleasure in my life, so I'm just going to keep going, keep stuffing my face, because that creates immediate gratification, immediate pleasure, and that works, you know? Right. So that's that's the reason for it. So recognizing that there is abundance of blessings in your life, every single moment changes the entire perspective. In my life, my life, it looked great 
I graduated from Harvard. I was in medical school. All these big shots, you know, it looked so terrific on the outside and inside. I felt so empty. And the, the, the bottomless pit was getting deeper and deeper. So the more empty we feel, the more desperately we try to fill it with externalities. Right. And the, what happens, it gets deeper and deeper, the hole. So when I finally learned the spiritual wisdom that I was seeking, and I learned that there's a good purpose for everything, there really is a cosmic being and everything that created all this for a good purpose to give us ultimate pleasure. That ultimate pleasure is a spiritual pleasure. And all the wonderful things in this world, all the natural things were created for our pleasure to fill us, to, to nourish our bodies and our souls, to uplift us when we experience them with gratitude. Yeah. I, you know, it's so funny because the people that I have had the privilege of speaking with, uh, you know, for the most part, just like you and I, I mean, I don't know you from Adam. You don't know me. We all have, we all have battles, but everybody seems to have a very common thread. Um, and, and I think it's God, you know, it's God in the universe bringing those people to us, uh, to me to talk to. And hopefully people see there is a commonality in what is taking place here. You know, having faith, having a spiritual being or allowing that to be there. It's only when I fight it that I suffer. It's only when, like you just said, when I want more. I, 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 I'm not grateful for today, for this moment, for this second, for waking up or, uh, you know, whatever, whatever it is. It's always the more and like with kids, it's so easy for them to become so disappointed when they post something on their flap chap and nobody reacts. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But then all of a sudden, like you said, then maybe the ticker goes up and they get something. They get their little moment of fame and they're up. But then they come crashing down because that's not what's going to fill you. That's not yes. what's going to fill you. I mean, it's like, um, yeah, it's just not. And that's what I love about. Bob's thing he came up with spiritual spiritual uh spirituality 101 um that it needs to be in schools you need to be in schools you need to be in any school not not just a Hebrew school you need to be in any school because that's the problem once you when you start dissecting it into boxes then they fight and they don't want you in right you should yes, be there. Yes. You should be in a Catholic school. You should be in a Baptist school. You should be in a public school. You should be. It doesn't matter because your message is clear. You have to have an understanding. We are by nature, by natural law, spiritual beings. Yes. And I'm not worried about it because I feel that a still small voice is what is going to be heard. Yes. With with the almighty in charge of everything. We don't have to fear really all the commotion that's going on right now and all the craziness that's happening. It's, it's trying to um, normalize immorality and to um, break down the threads of our society. But that's, it's, you know, that is always happening. And, it, and it's happening in our own minds too. 
all the time there's a voice telling us, focus on what you're lacking, focus on what you're missing right now. This is a natural voice. This voice was put inside of us by God in order for us to overcome it. Mm-hmm. it uh, my new, my, my Lewis book is don't read this book. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 folks. A little reverse psychology. Uh, exactly. Yeah, that's why exactly. I always told my kids, man, drink, smoke, do drugs, do this. They did the total <laughs> opposite and became okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I love it. Yes. Yeah. Don't yeah, read this have... book. Don't read this book. Yeah, you have permission. It's not forbidden. You know what I mean? We have to take the techniques of that voice and use them to our advantage. So, for instance, it tells us um, just have a little piece of cake, you know? Right. Um, But like anything that's addictive, we can't just have one piece. Very hard to because it's designed to make us overeat it. Or um, and then we use that to our advantage. We go. Okay, I'm not going to exercise. I'm just going to stretch a little bit. And that feels so good. Then you want to stretch a little more. Use the techniques and the tricks that it uses on us. This is when I'm teaching really young children so they can get this idea in the head from the very beginning of life. And then it'll tell you things like, oh, if you only had that, you'd be happy. Right. And guess what? If you're not happy with what you have right now, when you get what you think you want, you're not going to be happy for very long either. You got to practice those gratitude skills and then you'll be happy. Like, no, focus on what you have already. That's how you become a happy person. And um, also, so that voice, it's also a natural thing to tell, to get us to focus on what we're lacking, but we build our gratitude skills just like we lift weights. Mm-hmm. Lifting up the weights gives us the gratitude muscles. That's how we develop it. Oh, no, I'm going to focus on what I have right now, not on what I'm lacking. And that's how we build our muscles. It's, it's, it's so crazy because, you know, I'm, I'm talking to a guy by the name of Danny Collins. He's in... Um, He's in uh, uh, India, Bombay, India, and I'm talking to him on Wednesday. And everything's a thread. It's like every every guest seems to be a thread saying the same things. We know these things, and we can forget them. You know, yes. I, I've I just had a conversation. You, I just had a conversation this morning, and I'm having it with myself all the time. Uh, yes, is when I forget those things, that's when I go off my track. Um, yes. And that's what you're saying. What you have right now, what you have this moment and yes. and just a little like you just, I loved your comparison with the weights as you were in for people you're going to have to watch the video cuz number one this lady is just a treat and number two she's very animated. Uh and <laughs> uh um but you know you 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 lift a little more and just a little more and just a little more each day. And your muscle memory becomes better, then your body becomes better, your mind becomes better if you're doing it with your, if you're exercising your mind. Exactly, you know? exactly. Now that's you, how you build these muscles. Do yes. you do you focus with children? Is there a um, uh, because I know you have the food addictions now? 
I want you to, to walk me through, and if you pull all, all the books out you've got, but one thing that we, I know I can probably talk to you about that's vitally important that parents need to start becoming realistic is the kind of crap food they're shoving down their kids' throats. Do you have a book that's specifically uh, designed around uh, the quality of the nutrition? Because obviously garbage in, garbage out, right? Yeah, yeah. I got two books like that. I knew you would. Yeah. Hashem's Candy Store, which is, it's a takeoff on God's pharmacy. And, and let's stay healthy. Let's stay healthy. It more, this was during the, what, you know, what, the scamdemic? Okay. (laughs) I taught you a word. You wrote it down the other day, didn't you? (laughs) Yeah. I saw you write it down. I saw you write it down when I said it. The scamdemic, baby. (laughs) So parents were reaching out to me saying, help. Like my children are just staying home all day eating junk. They're not exercising and they're not even going to sleep, you know? So I, I wrote this book. This is what they were asking for. Let's stay healthy. About what? What does the junk actually do? It actually withdraws the nutrients from our body. Why? When we put this junky food in, our body, our body is designed by God. And this junk is designed by, you know, greedy people that just want us to buy more of this stuff. So they, they, when we eat it, our body goes, what are you giving me? It doesn't even know how to digest this kind of weird stuff, you know? So it, it reacts. It reacts like when you get um, a, a cut on your finger and all the blood starts rushing there and trying to help out to help the cut. Same thing here. It causes inflammation. Inflammation is what causes disease. Right. This is why this is why even young children are getting diabetes now. I'll tell it's, you right I'll tell you right yeah. now. I want let's let I, I'm gonna spin a song because of what you we the and I even told you about this song, Where Are the Children? Um, be, where we're at. I'm going to spin this song real quick. Um, it's uh, two minutes and 17 seconds. But here's the thing. Like you, you said, the parents said, you, they're not going outside. They're not doing this. They're not doing this. They're not doing this. They're eating like crap. They're not sleeping. That's where this song came from. As I told you, I'm sitting in the office one day in July of 2020. There's not a kid anywhere. They're not on their bikes. They're, and if I did see one, they had a mask on like they were some zombie. And I wrote this song and I told you I would tell you the, uh, the, the uh, couple things. I took dictation of this song is basically what took place. <laughs> this, this is exactly how I recorded it. And it's me, my acoustic guitar, my garbage can. I went and got my garbage can and wow. played I played the back of the guitar. I turned my guitar wow. upside down and hit and then I hit my desk. And I wow. told you I didn't the song's actually doing pretty well. It's like our number eight song right now, number nine. But that's what it is. And then I want to come back to what we were talking about because parents need to know. And I'm gonna end it with this. Parents need to know we better fix our kids. We're the ones who screwed them up. We're the (laughs) ones who put them in the basement, playing the video games, put the cell phones in their hands, 
shove the food down their throats. Since when is it up to a kid if he's going to eat a gallon of freaking ice cream and sit and just play <laughs> his video game? Since when? My mom would have. My mom would have never done that. You know, get your ass outside and go do something. So uh, I'll be right back uh, in uh, in uh, two minutes and seventeen seconds. I am talking to Brock Getz. She is an awesome lady and uh we're going to talk about uh the kids but here's where where are the children and uh where are the children That was Where Are the Children? I am talking to Bracca Getz. It is now 9.34 Eastern Standard Time on the final Monday of February. Bracca is in Israel. I am in Western Hills in Cincinnati, Ohio. We were just getting on to the topic of nutrition uh, in uh, children. And Bracca, what say you? What, uh, what, uh, what advice do you have for these parents that say, uh, my kids won't come out of the house because I don't know what is going on in Israel, but uh, I do know here in the states we still have kids that I'm, that's how we met. These kids are killing themselves at alarming rates. They are incredibly depressed and lost. Um, we're watching a total deterioration of communication skills of younger people and adults. I mean, we I was just at a wedding this weekend. And one of, uh, one of uh, 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 the gentlemen there, I'm going to have to, well, I mean, if anybody's listening, they'll figure it out. He has not seen his wife in three years because she's so scared. She now lives in a cave by herself, basically, okay? 
And she, because he goes to school, because he goes to work, and he won't wear a mask every day. That's still going on. There's still nutty people like that. And then we wonder why our children are locked in a basement. What, what, yeah. can, what can a parent do? What, what do you suggest? First, let's attack the uh, food. What can they do? Food, like, you know, you wouldn't water a plant with soda. You wouldn't do that. A plant that you love, maybe a plant that you want to get rid of, you water it with soda, but not a plant that you love and care about because it won't last very long. But we give it to our children as like prizes and something good. And what's good? That's the whole question. What's good? We, we, we're very confused about what's good now. There's a, a huge lack of clarity. And so children are more confused than ever. Well, marketing, that, that's, marketing companies have done a great job of shoving crap down our bodies by using the word in moderation. <laughs> <laughs> in moderation? But they're designed that you, right. They're, they're, that word yeah. is designed to make it okay for us to put a little bit of crap in us, right? And uh-huh. you know, I'm a I'm a bit like diet soda has aspartame in it. In the United right. States, we're the only country that allows aspartame in our drinks. Right. It's, it is rat poison. Right. It's right. rat poison. Yeah. But they use the word yeah. moderation. Right. Right. And 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 the food is designed that you don't eat it in moderation. It's designed with a bliss point so that you enjoy it and you want more and more of it so that you can't like there used to be a commercial with potato chips, but you can't eat just one. You, you really can't. It's made with a certain crunch point, a certain abnormal, abnormal amounts of um oils and I mean yeah fat sodium and um sugar that are not found in nature the food that God made is is it it nourishes our bodies and our souls it's it's it takes it extracts abnormal amounts of these things of the salt and the sugar and the fat and it takes out the fiber and the water and the nutrients. So, you know, you're left with real garbage and we're not junky people. We shouldn't be putting junk into ourselves. And we, 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 the more we come to value ourselves, the more we want to put in the good things that God made for us to enjoy. And also God, God designed our bodies to move not to be sedentary and sit around all day. So it, it's a real pleasure to exercise and swim and move and garden and run. It, this is what really, it gets the endorphins flowing. It, it feels wonderful. Um, these are all things that our bodies were designed to do. So we're just, we're going really off course. And that's why we are, we're having a hard time um, thriving in life. Well, what 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 amazes me is, you know, it's it's almost it's double edgy, right? Because, um, you know, they know what they're doing. And when I say they, I just the governments 
of all countries know what they're doing. They know how what's happening, and I can only speak for here, but the FDA and the they, they all know what's taking place. And what's happening is we're becoming addicted to all the bad things as opposed to the natural things that you're talking they, about. So they, exactly. they, they figured out a way, and the scamdemic was perfect for them, and it was worldwide. Yeah. It wasn't just here. It was worldwide. It was a perfect opportunity for the governments to say, we're going to take control of these lemmings. We're going to slap some masks on them. We're going to scare the hell out of them. And then we're going to take them. It takes 30 days to become a habit. By 90 days, you're locked in. And that's what we're facing right now. Yes, right. And and the way out of it, it's all blocking God out of the picture. That's what it's all about. Right. Because as the power goes to the government, it moves away from God. It's, it's all about this world is not such a wonderful place. We have to control you. We have to give, tell you what to do as opposed to enjoying this natural, wonderful world. This garden that was given to us to enjoy and take good care of, and we've gone, you know, really far out of the garden, and they're trying to, what's the word, edge God out, edge God out through well, ego. Well, they're, <laughs> they're trying to become God. Uh, is, is in my opinion, I mean, it's a, there's so there's a lot of topics we could talk about and, and a lot of instances that we can see that, you know, I believe firmly in God. I f believe firmly in God and the universe because God created the universe. So therefore, natural law is number one. And but we see it every day of trying to, you know, and I'm not going to I'm going to mention this, but we don't need to talk about it. But I'll use the I'll use the thing global warming. Now, we need to take care of our planet. But I also know the planet has cooled, heated, cooled, heated, cooled, heated. Uh, Israel was probably part of Detroit, Michigan at one time. I mean, <laughs> you know, the, we're trying to play God. You know, you got a nut job like Bill Gates wanting to. Uh, spray pixie dust in the air to block the sun. What what the hell is that? <laughs> you know, so we're doing the same thing with our kids. They're doing the same thing and we're allowing it to happen by slapping those devices in their hands, by uh, putting them in the basement, by doing these things. Um, and it's, they're just deteriorating. You know, suicide is, my God, uh, Brock, I don't know if you follow the, the stats, but kids are just dropping like flies. They're just killing themselves. It makes sense. I felt the same way when I lived in existence, when I didn't think that there was a God in this world. And the world seemed like anarchy to me. Nothing made any sense. It was like a senseless world that I really didn't want to live in. And um, everything changed when I began to understand that there is a good purpose to all of this and that we have goodness inside of us. This is what is not being taught anymore. And, but it can be, and we don't have to worry because God is so much bigger than all these government people. They're like, poof, like a piece of dust you could just blow away, you know? They look all powerful, but they're really not. I mean, I've been up there, like I knew Bill Gates, you know, he was my doormate. And I knew him before he used to hang out in the only computer room that we had in our dorm. 
he and Steve Ballmer, and uh, who became like the second guy in Microsoft, you know? And they used to hang out playing on the computer that nobody else wanted to play with. And it was like, they were like these two nerds that everybody kind of looked down on <laughs> back then. Yeah. But um, it's really funny. I mean, these are the people I went to school with, the Rockefellers, the Moynihan's, the Kennedys. And I got to see them up close. There's no big deal. There's nothing there. No. You know, the mystique is over. And, 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 and where to find real joy in life? You've got it within you. That is what really brings lasting pleasure. Yes. Ah, yeah. Yes. I, I, <laughs> I, you know what? It, we, it, it's, it's amazing, you know, and it, and it, but it's hard. Okay, uh, it, it is hard to remember and fight when daily we are reminded of the nicer houses and the money and the clothes and the followers and the, you know, things like, and, and you, you know, anybody that thinks a child, um, it, it, that thinks a child, uh, when, like in the States here, when they were pushing for 16-year-olds to be able to vote and crap like that, Anybody that thinks a child is 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 intelligent or has lived enough to understand reality is crazy. They're not. It takes time. It takes exercise. It takes it takes people like you who will educate kids on how to grow because we have to grow spiritually. Correct. Exactly. We are all I, spiritual yep. at at Nate at, at the at the at the start. But we have to learn it. It has to be just like math, just like reading. It, you have to nourish that. And that's the beauty of your books. That's the beauty of the books that I've seen so far of yours. Yeah, we, we were spiritual beings, just totally spiritual beings. We were put into physical bodies into, to interact in this world. And this is what God did. God made like an illusion of, of contracting God's self so that it would not be so obvious and we get to choose. Well, you're we talking about free choose. will. He gave us, exactly. he, he gave us our, our Lord gave us, our God gave us free will. And I think it's because he had a sense of humor. I think he's like, yeah, I think, I think it's because he's like, let me see what you do with this shit. You know, I wonder often how often God's up there going, hey, y'all watch this, hold my beer. You know, I just like watch what this idiot yeah. does next. Yeah, 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 yeah. We are being challenged. There's no question. And God has the best sense of humor. You are totally right. Absolutely. <laughs> But really, God wants the best for us. The whole purpose, we were created to enjoy. We were created to experience the greatest pleasure possible. And it's still within our reach. I want to show you the pleasure ladder, which changed my life. This, there's five rungs on the pleasure ladder. And that corresponds to our hands. In other words, we have the power, it's in our hands to bring pleasure into our life at any moment, not dependent on anybody else, all these people doing anything wrong and trying to confuse us, it doesn't matter. We have the power, we can take the power back. The pleasure ladder has five rungs, 
and it cor they correspond to the five levels of the human soul. The lowest level are all the natural physical pleasures. That's the natural whole foods, exercising music, it's being in nature, all the natural pleasures that God gave us. They, they, they uplift us physically and spiritually because the lowest level corresponds to the level of the soul that's connected to the body. What's a more lasting pleasure than all the natural physical pleasures? Love. But how could love not be dependent on anybody else? Because when you focus on the virtues of another, you are bringing love into your life. Even someone in solitary confinement in prison, let's say, focuses on what a grandmother once did for him, a kindness, he can be filled with that emotional feeling of love and have the encouragement to do good in, in his life and turn his life around. Then, I, let me let me let me stop on yeah. love here real quick. Sure. Okay? Because I sure. just I just interviewed uh, a guy by the name of Dan Pelly. He's the suicide warrior. He goes by suicide warrior. And uh, one thing that he said, uh, which, which so often we tend to forget love, which everything you said is spot on, spot on. But he would interject if he was here. I know. And I, I'm going to see what you think. If you don't love yourself first, it's impossible to love anybody else. And that's what he was saying is we're not showing ourselves now and we can turn it into the kids. You got to love who you are, what God made you not be, you, you know, uh, those kinds of things and then share to love. That's all I wanted to interject. What say you on that yeah. if you have anything? Good point. Like two of my books are about fighting abuse. If a child, in other words, protecting children from abuse. If a child has been abused, they do not love themselves. Like, or they, they love themselves a little bit. They've been hurt so much. This is what happens. We have a soul. A, Can a, I ask a you a question real fast? I'm sorry to cut you yeah. off. Do, what, do yeah. you have like a prop bucket in front of you? You're pulling out oranges, flashlights. Yeah, yeah, books. yeah, yeah. What yeah. the hell? <laughs> you got... Oh, yeah, yeah. All kinds of fun stuff. You're, you're like the carrot top of book authors, man. You got stuff everywhere. Yeah, it's like romper room. What's going to come out of my box? You know, the surprise box. I'm What's telling you, people, you got to watch box? this interview because literally Brock keeps just pulling out stuff like she's got some crate of props in front of her. I'm, I'm loving you to death. <laughs> so let's say you got this light. This is us. This is our soul shining all the time. Let's say you've been abused. OK, so this is what it's like. You can't even see the light. You've gone through trauma. She pulls out a towel. She's got <laughs> You're killing me. So, 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 but the light's still shining. See, it's right. still shining underneath, but it's covered up. So that's it. That's the whole thing. We, we, how do we get to love ourselves again when a person has been through trauma, abuse, neglect? It's not easy. You usually need support of someone who's going to help you pull off the layers of protection that you've put on yourself on top. But you also start to love yourself again when you nourish your hungry soul. So by 
By experiencing gratitude, that's how you come to love yourself again. Experience that there's infinite loving kindness in the world that created an orange, tangerine, an apple, all these things for you, infinite amount of things for you. It's done with infinite love and wisdom. When you start to appreciate that, it fills you up with love. And you start to love yourself if you're being given all this loving kindness, when you have that awareness. So what's even more lasting pleasure than love? Doing something positive and meaningful in the world. Um, so that's it. It just fills you with an even more lasting pleasure. What's higher than that? Creativity. When you put a unique part of yourself into the world. And what's the highest pleasure of all? Transcendence. That's when we make a crack in a bad habit. We become, we transform ourselves into the greater person that we really are. We, we get more fulfilled in life. We, we realize that we're all connected and we're all connected to the same source energy from God. It's, um, yeah, the, so these are the levels of pleasure. When you recognize them, you'll realize that you don't have to stick with your addiction, whatever your addiction is, because you can choose another pleasure to put in your life right. at any moment. That's that's uh, you are you are just crazy, uh, and I mean that in a good way. You're just so <laughs> awesome, and your energy is amazing. You know, if we can, if we could somehow, and it is up it it is up to us as individuals um, to take back control of our children. Um, you know, if you're a world history buff, you know, I uh, believe it was uh, Stalin who said, "Give me one generation, and I'll control the world." And, and we, we basically, over the past 30 years, have handed him over, you know, have handed uh, the bastard, is uh, who I'll refer, uh, the bastard. We all handed the bastard our children, and uh, now it's time to take them back. We need to take our children back and, uh, you know, get people like uh, Braca in schools. Do you speak? Do you go out and speak? I do, and I speak also on Zoom all over the world. I mean, I've gone to Africa, Asia, all over Europe. I love it. I just sit here and I'm zooming all over the place into schools and all kinds of places. Yes. Yeah. And that's one, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a harsh critic of technology and, uh, but it, there's good and evil, right? I mean, of, of everything. And this would be the good reason to bring Braca into your classroom or into your uh, office you know, instead of having these goofy ass Zoom meetings for business that uh, you're talking about what the next meeting's going to be, bring somebody like Brock <laughs> in because, you know, everybody has their meetings that they want to figure out how to make more money or how to become more productive. But, you know, if people took the time, uh, if employers took the time to even help uh, their employees uh, solve some of their home problems, uh, maybe, maybe uh, bring you in uh, uh, via Zoom to to discuss these things so people can see where we're, we can take control. And, and again, I'm going to use that word. We, we have to take back control of our children. We have to. And we can joyfully. Yeah. Yeah. It just get, you know, you gotta, you gotta just make a decision. Uh, you know, uh, you gotta make a decision. We have to, uh, I, we, I'm looking, uh, 
at our uh, tunes here. I'm going to uh, spin us out because I want to be respectful of your time. We got about uh, uh, just a few minutes left. But, you know, we released a song called Come Together and uh, I wrote that, uh, took the dictation on that song uh, during the, uh, when the uh, scamdemic started to happen. And basically the song is about us coming together, getting rid of our little petty differences, getting rid of our, you know, overlooking the boxes, um, you know, showing that people of all different faiths uh, can, can still work together. I respect, we didn't, even, we didn't even get into it today, did we? We, we? we talked about God. We talked about a higher being. We talked about the universe, uh, the power of the universe. And if people focus, just start right there. Just get right there. You know, God gave me very clear messages, Baraka. Just get them here. I'll take care of the rest. I've got my, my wonderful Jewish friend here sitting in front of me now that we, we can find resolutions together without having to worry about, because as far as I'm concerned, the boxes, those were man-made to tear us apart. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's, it's so obvious to me more and more uh, as, as I progress into this bootleggers music group um, just how easy it is for everybody of different uh, backgrounds to actually come together. So, Bracha, Isn't it beautiful? Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's amazingly beautiful. I am so blessed to have met you. And I do want to mm-hmm. say this. We, I, I would like to have some dialogue with you about going maybe a couple books at a time and <laughs> doing, uh, you know, doing an hour on a couple books at a time and what it truly means and the feature of those books. Uh, but um, so what do you got going on now? We've got about a couple minutes. What, what, what do you, uh, how do you want to leave it? Uh, Gets Bookshop, getsbookshop.com is where you can check out all of, uh, all 42 books up there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Check them out. You can, you can buy them right then and there. Uh, from what I saw, uh, you, yep. can, you can purchase those books. Uh, if you are listening and you're a teacher, a school teacher, or somebody that has something to do with children or even your own children, um, let me ask you this. Do you do, do you do one-on-ones? You mean consultations? Yeah. yeah. Do you do one-on-ones? Yep. Okay. I do do that too. Yep. How, how could somebody yep. reach you? For, could, how could they reach you if they wanted to maybe invite you into invite Braca into your home instead of everybody sitting at the around playing video games and Xbox and Twitter, Twatter and flap chat, have a hour conversation with Braca, invite her into your home, Braca night. Yeah, right. It's great. It means blessing. That's great. I love that. So yeah. Um, my children are running the website and it's great. So you could, Oh, you could also download, um, a free chart of the pleasure ladder, a really good one, more involved than this that explains all the steps. You could put it on your fridge or your cupboard. So when you feel like overeating or some other addiction, you could think of the abundance of other ways that you can bring pleasure into your life. God, I love you. I (laughs) I love you. I am so, I am smart. You see it. I I am. You are so animated. You're so joyful. Uh, I appreciate you coming on. What I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to spin out, uh, come together. 
Uh, Braca, you hang in there for just a second so we can say goodbye. Uh, this has come together, and then I am going to uh, turn it over to the autopilot. This is going to re-air today at 3 o'clock uh, Eastern Standard Time. It will re-air uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and then will be available in the app. Uh, this has been Paul Jones Live, uh, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right now. So we are right on the nickel on February 27th. Here has come together, and then I'll turn it over to the autopilot. Thank you very much. Better come together before it all falls apart Take a look at your history book The repeats about the start Inch by inch has become mile by mile Bound by the chains of shame Shackled by the comfort of lifestyle so damn easy to blame our fellow man politicians know that divided we cannot stand so they keep us fighting while they do the little dirty deeds next thing you know they redefine what freedom means yeah, it's the perfect storm and we're sitting in the eye. We better stand up for each other cause freedom like justice should be blind. Set aside our petty differences and have a little heart to heart. We better come together soon or it falls apart.
heart. Think about it.